Welcome to the Continuing Education Podcast for CASA Volunteers, connecting you with experts who can advance your advocacy for children and families. I'm your host, Maggie Halpin, and this is CASA On The Go. Hi, everyone. Today, I am so happy to be talking with someone from an amazing program here in Texas that exists to support young adults aging out of foster care um, who want to pursue a college degree. And I am really thrilled to be focusing on this um, today because this is a program that I only just learned about. And I really strongly believe that this is an area where CASA advocates can have a positive impact um, in empowering the young folks that we work with. So my guest today is Jessica Aliman. She's a licensed clinical social worker and program specialist for the foster care liaison um, program at Texas A&M University Corpus Christi. So Jessica, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, And I'd love to start by just inviting you to share a little bit about your role and how you came to be involved in this work supporting foster youth. Uh, Sure. So first, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I love to talk about our program. So uh, basically, my role in the program is I kind of make sure the kids are well supported. I run our group meetings that happen once per week. I check in with them, make sure that they have everything they need. Um, And then I also do outreach to kind of spread the word and promote the program just so youth are aware that they have these kind of opportunities. Um, I was really excited. I'm not originally from here and my husband and I moved here about a year and a half ago. So when I saw this opportunity was available and applied for the position, I was super excited to kind of be able to support this population. I think they just, they just have so little opportunity growing up to have them try to kind of have this opportunity now is just such a big thing. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to, like you said, spread the word to our network about this um, really wonderful program. Um, And I was thinking before we jump in and talk about the program, it might be helpful to touch on what the educational benefits are for youth who have experienced foster care and who qualifies for those benefits. Um, I know our volunteers do learn about them when they go through training, but um, it might, I think they could be a little bit confusing and it might just be good to have like a little refresher. So do you mind kind of touching on what those benefits entail and who is eligible to receive them? Absolutely. Um, so the first, I think the one probably everybody's most familiar with is the tuition and fee waiver. Um, so if a youth, and, and I know that there's other specifics, but if a youth ages out at the age of 18, they are eligible for this tuition and fee waiver. And that's good at any public institution in the state of Texas. Um, and what that does is exactly what it says it does. All tuition costs and fees. So um, a youth must apply for and activate that before they turn 25. So they can apply for that at age 18. But if they don't attend any classes, that's going to expire for them at age 25. So a lot of caseworkers and PAL specialists will encourage the youth to at least just take one class. So it's activated and then they have it for the rest of their life. Um, I know I actually heard of a student on our campus um, just by a phone call. We chatted. She was on her second master's degree with her tuition waiver. So um, that they can really be a great asset for them. Um, Another kind of benefit for youth is the education and training voucher. Um, and that is something they can get up to $5,000 per year, um, until they're 23. Um, and that can go towards some things like, um, housing or books or 
you know, if they have a car, it can go towards their car insurance, um, just things like that to support their education as well. And then, so supervised independent living is that where they sign up for extended foster care, they apply, that's, that's where my program's considered supervised independent living. And so the daily rate for that goes towards their housing and their meals. So on our campus, essentially college can be free for these youth until they're 21. And those are all, those are all stackable, so to say. So a youth can be eligible for all three of those. Um, there's different eligibility requirements, but they can receive all three. Awesome. Okay, great. Thank you so much for just kind of summarizing what those benefits are. And I mean, those are powerful benefits, but it, I think from, you know, what I know, there are benefits that remain pretty underutilized. So I read that youth who access the waiver are three and a half times more likely to receive a bachelor's degree than enrolled foster care um, alumni who qualify for the waiver, but don't use it. And so I was wondering, you know, drawing on your experience um, working with and supporting these young folks, do you have any insight into why so many eligible youth don't take advantage of these benefits? Okay, so yeah, um, I think a lot of youth maybe just aren't aware of the programs that are available to them. Um, I know, you know, when I was 16, I knew a lot more than the adults in my life, so didn't always feel the need to listen to them. Um, I know some of the youth that I work with now have said they just never were encouraged to go to school, that that wasn't something they ever thought was an option for them. So talking to, starting to talk to them young and letting them know that if that's something they want, it, there's options out there for them. Um, you know, and just having them see that these are, this is something they can achieve. It's something that's available to them and they can do it if they, if it's something they really want. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like that's definitely a way that CASAs can um, kind of help empower young folks that we're working with is just to let them know that there are options um, to support their success, options that go beyond, um, you know, what's included in the tuition and fee waiver and other educational benefits that you outlined. Um, so you've kind of touched on this, um, but could you just kind of give us a rundown of of what's this program called? Um, how does it work? What are some of the kind of wraparound services that it offers for young folks who are wanting to pursue their degree? So our supervised independent living program on campus is called Island Harbor. Um, and we work with the youth as they come, at, we, we start really at the application process. So as they apply to the university, as they apply to supervised independent living with the state, they do need to be accepted to both of those things before we can decide to accept them at the university or at our program, excuse me. Um, I'll work with them to make sure they've got their financial aid done appropriately to make sure that they are doing their housing application. And then what I do on my end is I let the different departments know that, hey, this student's identified as one of our students. And so when the money comes in for their housing, the money's directed to their rent and to their meal plan. And then anything left over goes back to the youth. So they are getting that stipend to cover a cell phone bill, to cover some incidentals. Uh, the university does not keep any of the money that comes in for that student. 
Um, once the student's on campus, the first year they're with us, they're expected to attend a weekly meeting. We call them Islander Navigation Meetings. And those are just to focus on some life skills, time management, budgeting. Um, last year, we had a gentleman come talk about income taxes. We had somebody talk about um, why it was important to vote. Um, that one was not popular. Um, you know, just the local transportation authority came in and taught them how to use the bus schedule and use schedule a bus route. Um, so just learning some of those basic skills that can help make them a successful student, but they can also use later on. And then we spend a, try to spend some time at least in the meetings just kind of talking. So how's it going? What do you need? Do, is, is there something going on that's bothering you? Um, you know, and we really try to focus on that support-based system and setup. Wow, that's awesome. Um, you know, it, it's just so great to hear about all of the dimensions of support that are included in the Island Harbor program. And I think it's really revolutionary because while the tuition waiver, you know, covers the cost of classes, like you were saying, it doesn't provide relief for the costs of living. Um, you know, like if you're a young person responsible for paying rent and buying groceries, paying your phone bill, like you mentioned, um, transportation costs. I think the idea of working full time or even, you know, part time while being a full time student can be really staggering um, to imagine and, and a staggering barrier to accessing higher education. So this kind of wraparound, you know, support, financial support and social support um, sounds like it would really make it a lot more possible for a young person to use the educational benefits that they're entitled to. So one thing I'm thinking about, too, um, while we're talking is that, you know, certainly college is not everyone's plan or everyone's dream. Um, and as advocates, you know, I would want to make sure that we were never like, um, like implying to a young person that college is the only right path to take. Um, we, you know, we want to support the youth that we walk alongside in pursuing their unique dreams. And we want to make sure that young folks are empowered with information about all of the options out there to support them in transitioning to adulthood and, you know, and building the future that they want to create for themselves. And I think, you know, that really struck me when you were saying like, you know, a lot of the the young people who enter into this program maybe never like saw college as an option for them because maybe they didn't have people telling them like, of course, that's an option for you if that's something that you're interested in. And I'm here to support you and making sure that like you have access to that if that's what you want to pursue. Um, so this is really exciting. Um and then another thing I'm thinking about is just how much we know that being connected to a support system is so important for all of us to thrive and especially um, for young adults. Uh, and so um, are there ways kind of you've mentioned this wonderful like weekly um, group that is facilitated for these young folks? I'm wondering if there's other ways, too, that the program seeks to ensure that um these young people are like connected to a support system and to adults who are like kind of like cheering for them and, and supporting them as they pursue their degree. Absolutely. So part of our program, we have a community mentor program and we look for adults that are not really connected to the university, 
um, that can serve as a mentor to these youth, whether it's professionally, so, you know, in the same career field and able to answer questions um, or even serve as, you know, allowing them to shadow on a job or something. Um, and then somebody just to check in and kind of be more social with. So you might go for a walk or hang out for lunch or grab a coffee or something. Um, we're always looking for adults that would be willing to serve in that capacity. Um, you know, these kids are coming out of here with almost no social network. Um, and, and we all know sometimes it can be really hard to get a job in some fields if you don't know anybody. Um, so trying to get them at least started with some kind of social network is something that we're really striving to do as well. Wow, that's awesome. Um, great. Well, is there um, a place you would direct CASA volunteers to go to kind of like learn more about the program and um, kind of find more information that they could share with um, like high schoolers that they may be advocating for? Absolutely. So our website is www.tamucc.edu slash island-harbor. And then we also have a Facebook page. It's island-harbor as well. Um, that's that's still getting off the ground, so forgive me if it's not fancy. Um, but we're, st we're still working on that one. So both of those places, you can kind of see some, some of what we do at our meetings and the application process and... Um, any volunteers that would want to reach out directly to me, they can always send me an email and I will send them um, just information on how to help the youth apply and my contact information for the youth as well. Um, youth are more than welcome to call me or email me directly. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include that link in the info for this podcast episode so folks can access that really easily. Um, this has been so exciting to learn about. Is there anything else you want to make sure to include before we start to wrap up? Um, no, I just kind of want to say that, you know, we're really starting to see some success with our students. We have our first, one of our first graduates will graduate this May. And then we oh, have, wow. I feel like she kind of opens the floodgates. We have some more in the summer and in the fall. So it's really exciting to see these kids being successful. So um, if we can get more in, you know, that would be great. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this sounds like a program we want everyone to be aware of. Um, so thank you so much, Jessica, for being so generous with your time and, and sharing the information about this program with us. Um, I just really appreciate everything that you and your team are doing to support um, young folks in accessing higher education. Um, and then just before we wrap up to our listeners, I just want to add a quick personal note um, that I've been out of the office for the last three months after having a baby in January. And I and I just want to say that for me, um, becoming a parent myself for the first time has really deepened my appreciation for the work that CASAs do across the state to advocate for the well-being of children and youth and to support families um, in healing and staying together whenever safely possible. So thank you to our listeners for all that you do for kids and families. And thank you so much to Jessica for um, joining us uh, today. Thanks for listening to Casa on the Go. Join us next time for more dynamic continuing education brought to you by Texas Casa.